0: Hello, everyone. It's Stephen Meadows, and welcome to Mind Your Business. Welcome back to another one of my long-form podcast episodes, as I like to call them. I am honored to be joined today by my colleague Chris Hannon down in the coastal Virginia and Peninsula area of Virginia uh, at Coldwell Banker Now. And uh, we're going to just have a little chat today about productivity and and bring you guys some great information. Uh, Chris and I have uh, been in this, been in similar roles, uh, and I'm really excited to kind of hear his take on some things. I'll give him an opportunity to give a little background about uh, where he's been in the business. He's done quite a bit. He's worn many hats. And then we'll dive in. So, Chris, welcome. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be on. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about, about your background in the business. I'm i I've
1: been, um, I am now general manager of uh, Cobalt Banker now. You, you, as you know, and, and some other people know I'm not high on titles. Um, so GM is what I am. I was a managing broker. And before that I was a plain agent, real estate agent. I qualified and uh, got my license in 2006. Before that, I was a finance director, uh, finance manager, whatever you want to call it, VP of finance, I think you call it in the States for the automotive uh, component industry. Um, and I was in that a long time around the world, doing it in different places, not making a lot of friends as finance people tend to do. Um, and I came into real estate in 2006. And I was, uh, the Cobble Banker brand is very important to me, it attracted me straight off just purely with the attitude from all the competition out there and I've been an agent broker managing broker and now GM with cobble Banker now as it is known since 2006 so um, I've been very lucky to work in this brand and I've met a lot of good people and it's been now I'm just general manager now I am I'm the Cita so and the planner and the helper and the supporter and that's what I do.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's it's a pleasure what I to speak with you, sir. Yeah, you do. Thank it's you. It's definitely a pleasure to speak with you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I tell people all the time, I said, you know, I've sold real estate. i you know, I'm coming up on my, this will be my 20th year in the business. Uh, in August, I will celebrate uh, my my 20th year um, in, in, in in being licensed. So uh, I'm excited. I've worn a lot of hats too. And I tell, you know, I've sold, I've done a little bit of everything, but now my job is to basically keep the wheels on the bus and make the company work so that our agents can get out there and make money that's that's my job so i'm i'm here to just make sure that the world goes round so uh you know we're we're in that special time of year when we're speaking as of the recording of this it is new year's eve eve uh you'll probably be listening to this sometime in january um you know it's it's business planning season I mean, honestly, if you're just starting business planning now, you're probably behind the eight ball. You should have already had your business plan done by now, but still a lot of people don't start thinking about their year until the year has started. So, you know, I still think it's important to talk about what you want to accomplish, in, you know, in your business in the coming year or even in the next quarter uh, or, or a long-term three to five-year plan. So I guess my big question is, you know, from a, from a promotion standpoint, Carving out that, that agent value proposition, what would you say is really that core, that core must have that every agent needs to evaluate in their business to really carve out their identity?
1: That's a, that's a good question. And it's a very broad question. And um, like all things, I believe, you know, you believe, yes, I've got, I've got the answer to that. I can answer that. Um, you want to stand out. In order to, be, in order to be, have a, a, a niche or a core or be successful or grow, um, you have to stand out. Nothing has instant gratification. If you have instant gratification in this business as you're just starting, you're very lucky, but you have to build on that. Um, the main core thing, I think, about this is experience doesn't really matter. Experience is a great value. It, it, is, a, it is a great value proposition. But you have to balance experience with telling your story in order to get your prospects, and it's always about prospect building. Balance your experience with the story you have to tell. People are much more easy to relate to you um, as a person, especially now in the time of COVID, when a lot of things are virtual, a lot of things are on the web, which is where you know I, I, I see a lot of a lot of growth for our core. Other um, than that, than just how many houses you sold and just a face on the billboard. And for that, I mean, stay current. Um, By that, do not lie, do not, you know, be real to yourself, be honest with yourself, make sure your plan is in place. If you have a demographic, discuss what your demographic should be, whether it's new homes, whether it's new builds, whether it's a given neighborhood, a given area, um, a, a given set of the population, once you've got that, something you love to do, something you and I discussed before, if you have a love of something, um, that's an instant prospect game. gain. So you have to be real. You have to make sure that your materials and who you are are up-to-date, consistent, fresh, and dazzling. They have to be out there.
0: Now, along those lines, how important would you say the niche is to the agent's identity? You know, I've seen... I've seen those agents that that want to be all things to all people and they end up being nothing to nobody to to be, you know, to be blunt. Um, You know, how, how important. I know exactly. I don't, I don't mince words. Um, You know, what would you say is finding that niche? Like what's, how important is that? and, And what's a good way for the agent to kind of identify what niche they want to serve? I don't want to get off topic. But that is
1: is a question that when I came into this business, when I became a realtor, something I asked myself with a a marketing and a market share background, I'm not asking agents to go out there and be Milton Keynes over this whole thing. Um, It's Maynard Keynes, actually. Sorry. Milton Keynes is a town in England. Maynard Keynes over looking at their market and then deciding I am definitely going to be here. I'm definitely going to do this. I'm definitely going to do that. Uh, when you're talking about a niche, be sure your niche is not overworked, overmanned, or overpopulated. You and I talked about the demographic areas of, of coastal Virginia, and it varies. You're, if you, depending on where you are, and I'm not going to mention those places by name, the population of agents that are entering the business and remaining in the business are a huge percentage of the number of households in that business. Therefore, in any niche market you're looking at, be it gated communities, being over 55, being new builds, you're not going to be a small part of that game. It's going to be a lot of people playing it. When I looked at the niche market I wanted to be in, I looked at what the price point was. So that's what I did as an accountant. As it turned out, my price point is exactly where every other agent wants to go which is, yes, I want to sell luxury. Yes, I want to sell that kind of number. Yes, I want to do that. Trouble is, so does everybody else. And you're going into an an area where a lot of experience will outgun you immediately. So therefore, I had to beef up my marketing game, which we did. Um, I think the niche is important as long as you love it. A conversation I had this morning with uh, someone that's going to be a new agent um, was about a given niche for uh, retirement and home help and the aging population. They are a professional and have been a professional on and off in that business. Um, And they love it. That is going to be the story when they tell their story in that niche market, which they're going to aim for, which is carefully thought out, It's been reviewed. It's been researched. They know what they can do in it. That element of reviewing their niche means that they're going to have a head start when they become an agent. Let's take the opposite of that. If I say I want to sell $10 million homes on a waterfront community, I have about as much chance of doing that as my cat is of becoming president from the get-go. Because I don't have the experience. I know the area. I don't have the track record. I have the story. So if you look at those five, I've got 40% of the 100% that's needed. So whenever you look at a niche, be sure that you are comfortable and you love it and you want to work in that. And you'll be happy with the time it takes to get where you want to go. And the traction builds from that. Military is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people, and you know very well from where I come from, military is a big business. The, the, the military transitions gravitate towards military experience. And therefore, that niche market is much sought after by new agents and agents that have been in the military. Um, new homes, first-time buyers, be sure that you can work with someone where education becomes a point. And that's another thing about standing out. If you're going to stand out in your niche, have the ability to communicate what you know about it. Be ready to talk through first-time buyers. They're very, very nervous, even with the inventory being the way it is, even with, with lending rates being the way they are. First-time buyers are very, very nervous. They want someone to work with them personally from cradle to grave. So if you look at someone with experience, and we're lucky to have a few agents like that, the thing we get back in the reviews is they've got a lot of sales and they're very, very big. And I was so amazed that they took so much time to explain to me what was going to happen, how it was going to happen, and they always answered the phone. So I know I've crossed the border there, but if you look at the niche, like you say, people try and spread across something. very unsuccessful at it. Mm-hmm. I, I dabbled in the same thing, and I started to waver. And I had to come back from that because you can spend a great deal of marketing dollar and a great deal of resource chasing something that you are only forty percent good enough to achieve, mm-hmm. and but the hundred percent that I could get, which was corporate moves, because I was used to that. That worked like a dream. But I'd missed that until I started looking at exactly what I do best and who I knew best and what that demographic was best. So like someone says, I want to do a niche market for retirement. Those people who worked in retirement, they're very happy to work with the aging population. They're very happy to work with that demographic. If you want to plug uh, Realogy, you've got the retirement thing going now. They know that market and they love it. Mm-hmm. I forgot how close I was to corporate relocation. Instead, I went for the glittery thing, the one thing I had my 40% ability on. The niche that got me was the one that I realized I should have looked at in the first place, which was corporate. Mm-hmm. And on that basis, it worked for me very well yeah. because I forgot I knew all about international moves and all about shoving things in Mayflower bands and all about them busting up that, you know, that Chelsea trophy. So I did Niche is about knowing it and loving it. Yep. And do not overreach yourself. Do not overstretch. If you're talking about Virginia Beach, which part? If you're talking about Williamsburg, Yorktown, You've got to be careful with how that spreads. Those two things split up the middle. You've, and then you're talking about gated. You're talking about a whole range of economic changes. Be sure you know it. And be sure you're comfortable with it. And you're going to love doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. You In know, it's the simplest terms. So I, I, I 100% agree. You know, my, my, my favorite thing that I ever sold was foreclosures. I spent eight years in the REO market and I loved every minute people were like, Oh my gosh, I could never do that. I'm like, I had the time of my life. I was making money during the recession when nobody else was. And I loved it. I loved the, the structured nature of it. It was just awesome. I mean, I, I, I had one of the largest bank portfolios in Nashville and it was awesome. Uh, and then I met an agent shortly thereafter who was passionate about horses. She loved horses So she marketed herself as an equestrian property specialist, but she did it in a way that was so subtle that you barely knew what she was doing. She just talked about how great horses were and, you know, all these wonderful things about horses and what that did was attracted people like her that liked horses that were looking for horse farms, whether they knew it or not. And she actually carved out a nice little niche for herself. Did you see how that works in what she's just done? She she has just told her story and her story has related to her prospects. Yep. People want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. Yes. What's going to draw them to you is a common, a common connection. You know, it's, Oh, Hey, you breathe oxygen. So do I, it's it's gotta be a little, a little less common than that. But you know, I, I want to do business with people who think like me, you know, uh, like you seem like you and I would get along. We can do business. Uh, and, and the problem that I see from a branding perspective. So i you know, I've written several books, one of them on social media branding. And the the one mistake I see a lot of agents making is they will, they will, pick niches that are totally just unrelated to one another and they end up splitting their audience in half. So only half of their marketing, half of their branding actually lands because they're like, Oh, I do first time home buyers and luxury. Uh, Those two niches don't generally overlap. Like once in a while you get a first time luxury buyer, but they're usually not a first time buyer buyer. And so what does a luxury person care about? You know, five mistakes a first-time homebuyer makes. If, if you're putting out content, who cares? And you know, a, a first-time home buyer might think it's cool to look at, you know, what bathroom finishes are are in are trending this year, in the luxury market. They might think it's fun to look at, but it doesn't really resonate with them. So like, you're you're really doing yourself a disservice by trying to market to two separate niches like that. If you want to do two different, you know, groups, make sure they overlap a little bit. You know, like maybe it's luxury and the second home market. Second home isn't necessarily luxury, but it's oh, the yeah, similar yeah. mindset. You know, it's this—it's a similar process. Whatever. Just, I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make. But then going back to what you're talking about, telling your story. You know, how are you going to tell that story? I mean, I'm a first-time home buyer specialist and a luxury specialist. That's two different stories. I don't think you can. I don't, I don't
1: think, I, see, that's the point. That's the balance you're talking about. That's the mistake I made as a rookie and many rookies do. I don't do the whole thing. I can answer all those things. No, you can't. I couldn't. When you do the niche, you're right. You can't balance luxury in first time. You can't balance our real and global luxury. The two, to, to spend your marketing dollar and your hard thinking time on those on that split proposition, it'll drive you nuts. It'll absolutely drive you nuts.
0: It'll probably drive it's you telling the
1: story. Too. Yeah, damn right. And that's what I mean. Harder, you, you're starting off in this business, and you've got a business plan. You know how much you're going to spend on it. You're going to spend next year, the next three months, how much your resources are going to support you. You're going to go out there and do a grand gesture uh, for a lot of money. It will rise and fall like that and that won't i'll tell you a story that'll tell that was story that you've got a lot of money to burn on one thing but um you're right i have contemplated what what when we talked about telling your story i i'm towing this cobalt banker line, and you know that um and i tried to find a happy medium with how to walk that to get the personality across that the agent is there as your professional go-to person. And the way we did that was each agent has a story. Each agent has a story, great or small. Um, Football, family, animals, pets, age support, military, all sorts of stories that they can personally show that people can relate to. Now, you you were part of this, and I know you were part of this at some time, in the world, which is where we did, you know, this is home, this is awesomeness. Mm-hmm. And David Marine did something, and my lot are going to get bored when they see this about hearing about how good this was. But the simplest story that was ever conceived by that was this is home, this is awesomeness. We use that to brand individual agents across the board in all kinds of mediums. The attraction that got for each agent's business, be they rookie or experienced, was substantial. Substantial. So when you tell a story, I'm not telling you to go out there and make it up because you should never lie as a realtor, you should never embellish as a realtor, you should never actually do something or say something that is in, that is completely false, untrue, or at least a blurring of the edges, because you will get found out. Um, so tell your story with honesty and consistency. And plan to do it as often as you can, even though consistent the thing, the two words are slightly different. Um, but you can't split, you can't, you can't split your marketing dollar to market both ends of the spectrum. You will fall in the middle and you will lose. So if you're going to do it, you've got to love it and you've got to know what you've got to do with it, and you've got to do it right. And we have the resources, you know about the resources. And something else you and I talked about in the past as well. If you have an idea for a niche or a marketing plan, share it. And I don't mean share it like give it away, like it's free manner. I mean, make sure you share the idea with a peer group who can offer you support and probably synergy in the message you're going to send. You and I both know about how that works if you want to go it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a dangerous thing to do. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying, please share it because you will get ideas same way as you've given me one already today. Um, things that are obvious to me, but that I miss, which is this idea of splitting our marketing dollar. We don't do that. We cannot do that. No one can do that. Um, the same way as I believe finding your niche is a great way that you could share it with your manager and your peer group and the people around you, the people you trust the most. Share that with them. Ask them what they feel about it. Ask them what it means for you. Do you love it? Is it sustainable? Can you sustain it? Because real estate is a long-term business. Mm -hmm. You're not in and out. It used to be in and out in the 80s. It's it's not this case anymore. You're in it. You're in it long-term. Therefore, you are building relationships for life. It is something you said before. You are building relationships for life. So you have to be consistent in that relationship and that message. If You're going to have that niche. Remember, it's for life. You know, a diamond is forever. And that is how long you've got to work it.
0: Hey, guys, it's Stephen Meadows. I just want to take a quick second and tell you about something really exciting. If you struggle with trying to find great social media content and are sick of searching and searching for stuff to post every day, I've got a solution for you. I've joined forces with a marketing company and we have created myfreesocialcontent.com. And it does exactly what it says it provides you with free copy and paste social media posts every month. You get about 35 to 40 every month, totally free, sent to your email. These are not just prompt calendars, these are not just things to give you ideas of what to post. It is literally copy and paste. It has the post text, hashtags, and the URL. So you just drop it into social media and you're ready to rock and roll. Go to myfreesocialcontent.com and sign up. It's totally free. No gimmicks. Enjoy. Talking about telling your story, you know, I think personally, I think one of the cornerstones of a good story is your value proposition. I mean, yes, it's, it's why should I talk to you? over anybody else. You know, if you're, if you're in a market that's very saturated with agents, it's even more of a question. But like even nationally, the average person knows nine to 12 other agents. So you're not the only realtor they know. So the one thing that I will say, apart from talking about Cobo Banker's awesomeness campaign, one of the things I learned as a corporate employee with, with Cobo Banker, besides the word awesome and the, the fact that I use it way too much even to this day, is I learned what it takes to build a value proposition. There's three core elements I've talked about this before. What do I have that no one else has? What do I do that no one else does? And how am I perceived in the market? The first two are super important. I mean, as a company, we, you know, we focus on that as well. Uh, you know, on the operations level, like the identity of our brokerage relies on that. You know, you may have heard it as an agent, not you personally, Chris, the the listeners, you know, as an agent, you might have heard it called your um, their, your USP or whatever, you know, your unique selling proposition. Yeah, unique selling yeah. proposition. Uh, I call it a value proposition, it, or or your iPod individual point of difference. Um, but you've got to figure out what is it that I bring to the table that no one else is doing, whether it's a tool, whether it's a piece of technology, whether it's knowledge, whatever. What are you What are you doing for a client that they can't get somewhere else? Because I'm sorry to say, realtors are a dime a dozen in the, in the in the view of the public. I can I can't swing my cat around without she's alive, so I won't say a dead cat. I can't swing my cat around without hitting a realtor around here. You know, there there's a lot of us. You know, Brian Williams We're a prolific bunch. Um, <laughs> in fact, I was talking to Sean Carpenter recently, and he gave me an interesting statistic. If you do the math, there's basically 235 people per realtor. So that's not a lot. 235 over the lifetime of your business is not a lot. I mean, that's, that's not a lot of business if you spread it out over 20 years. So you've got you've to get your unfair share of that 235. You know, there's 330 million people in the country and there's like 1.4 million realtors. And he did the math and it was like 235. So what are you doing as an agent for them that's gonna make them choose you over somebody else.
1: Can I, can I just interject with that? Please. What kind of value do you perceive? And you're a professional in this. We look at a value proposition, we bandy that word around because it's a nice economic term, and value proposition means that whoa, it sounds that sounds really sort of, you know, university stuff. I think realtors miss the point. Of what the real value proposition that sets them apart from other They miss it. And sometimes it is so, so, so obvious. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to say this as a manager. And I'm going to say this as a broker. And I'm going to upset people with it. You don't answer the phone. You're worth zero. Absolutely nothing. Nada. Zip. Not a red cent. A value proposition isn't just about I'm going to give you something free. I'm going to sell you my expertise or give you my expertise as part of the package that I give for you. I'm going to make your house look good. I'm going to have all these open house materials. I'm going to have this video, this drone, this other stuff. I'm going to get it staged. It's not just that. The basic core element is are you going to answer the phone? Are you going to be honest about the answers you give? Are you going to communicate? Are you going to be honest with those answers? Are you going to go the next step, the extra mile for your client? Now You can value it. We can put those down as many marketing watchwords as you want. Going the extra mile. I'm pretty sure every realtor can give you a story about going the extra mile and what that value is to them and what that value meant to their client. We've all done it and we miss it. But the most important thing is when they want to call you on a Christmas Eve, when they got something that's worrying them, when they're bugged by the lender response, when they're bugged by the home inspection, when they're going to eat them up for a while, you better answer the phone. Because if you don't, they're going to remember that. And you put a value on that and see what happens. One thing also Sean has talked about, and I've talked about it with Sean as well, um, is it doesn't matter about how many realtors there are per the population. If there's like four hundred with real- one realtor for every four hundred people, I guarantee you that that one realtor has a bigger propensity to not answer the phone, or follow up with past clients, or be consistent in their message, or have a website, or be friendly, or smile, or send a Christmas card. That reduces it down a lot. Mm, very true. And the other side of it is that, on top of that, um, how many just keep it just just bandy that word around as a realtor, not realizing what commitment we're making? Your value proposition is a commitment, and there's money in that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I tried a while ago, to the annoyance of most of my managers to put an algorithm on our lead generation. I thought I was quite successful, but then I would, wouldn't I? Um, it's very difficult for a realtor to put a value on what they believe they bring to the table. If a client comes to them and says, what are you going to do that other realtors don't do? A person who says, well, i have switched this off while I talk to you. This isn't going to ring while I talk to you. However, you call this, I will answer that phone. I know that sounds like um, ironic and a oxymoron. But again, with the message, if you tell your story, yes, I will answer your calls. Yes, I will do that. I will also let you know when I'm available and when I'm not available. And that will be in very unique circumstances. Communication is the one thing that every client wants to hear. They want to know if you're going to communicate with them. Now, every time you want to dangle out there, what's my value proposition, everyone's going to jump on commission. No, I don't think anybody who wants to sell their property is truly interested in that. They will say that. Uh-huh. But what they want is somebody who's going to be there for them. This is a professional relationship. This isn't a store-bought relationship. This is a long-term professional relationship. We are professionals. We have to behave like professionals, look like professionals, answer the phone, and be communicative like professionals. Now, I know it's going off the subject a bit, but you asked out what the value proposition is. I can show you a stack of pretty stuff about what our value proposition is. Yep. The glass the other stuff. I can do a lot of that. But communicating and being being sure that you communicate and ask is the thing. Then, of course, there's your presence. And one of our value propositions is, well, we're in a lot of MLSs. If you can't explain that to what that means to your client, then that's just self-serving. So it's the base format. that The asset you have is how communicative are you? How professional are you? And how professional can you come across and support your client? Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt you with that and then ramble on oh, about it, but I find no, it good. very, 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 very upsetting that they all talk about, I will sell your home. I will do this. I will do that. I will do the other. And they don't call their client on a show. They don't call their client on feedback. We don't answer the phone. We don't answer the phone from prospects. We don't go back to the people we have sold to. 80% of realtors do not go back to the people. And what do the what do
0: that client say? Well, if they call me, I would have done. I would have used the same one if I only remembered their name. (laughs) Exactly. You know, and I think uh, the story that you tell also needs to be adaptable, you know, talking about the value proposition, especially is, you know, like I I was talking to one of my agents, she was, she had stumbled upon a listing that she got off of Facebook. You know, she had basically, you know, been the first person to raise her hand when someone went on to some forum and said, "I, I need to sell my house. Who should I talk to? And she's like, me, me, me. And. And she was like, look, this house is literally going to sell in like three days. I mean, that's the kind of, mar- I don't know what your market's like right now, but our market is within hours. We're getting showings and offers. It's ridiculous Trisha. to a crazy degree. And I said, okay, the problem you're going to run into is if you're going to, you know, she's like, I don't really have to sell this to her. Like, I just need to get her to sign the paperwork. I'm like, the problem is, is if you go in there talking about how fast it's gonna sell, you're gonna have a hard time defending your commission. Why am I paying you a full commission for three hours of work? Said so your value proposition is not the marketing that you can bring to the table. Because you know, we have a great marketing apparatus. The, that doesn't really matter a, a single cell phone photo will probably sell that house you know we don't need the we, we'll do the professional photography but we don't necessarily need it your value proposition to this person is i'm going to help navig- help you navigate the multiple offer situation that you're going to find yourself in within a couple of days of me putting this house on the market
1: that's what
0: i bring to the table mr mr and mrs seller and and she got the listing and it went under contract within a few days um, you know, but you have to be able to adapt the story that you're, you know, you, if you go in there with a, a static script and you're like, I will no. do these three things to sell your home, please sign here. doesn't work. You know, nope. you've got it. you've got to be able to pivot and and know the value. And I think that, that the, the key to that is knowing your own value and being able to articulate it to others. Uh, if you don't know your value. And I think that's where, that's where newer agents stumble is because they, they may know what they're good at, but they don't know how to articulate it to other people. And I think the, the faster you can learn that, the better you'll better off you'll be in your business to be able to say, you know what, I might be new, but you know what, I will work my butt off to get your house sold. And, you know, I'm tenacious. I got nothing else better to do. <laughs> like, you know, they don't have, I've said this before, you're a brand new agent they don't need to necessarily know that you're brand new. I mean, you don't have to hide it. Like you said, don't be dishonest about it. But even if they know you're fresh out of school, I just passed my license test yesterday. I still know more about real estate than you do, general public person. You know, I, I've, I've studied, I've, I know I have the knowledge that's going to help you to, to solve the problem that you have of either needing to buy or sell a home. So I still have value and they, you know, a lot of new agents, like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know. You, you at least know more than they do. So just always remember, like, I, I might not know You're one everything.
1: of the, one I of the, one you hit on, you do, and that's how to sell it on the main thing that you've hit on the main thing. And it's something I, I I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation because it is the value proposition. Isn't just about communication. It's what you communicate It's how your story gets told. One of the things like I may be a new agent, Um, and I may may know about real estate, which you do not, and I can help you navigate that, but I also have resources behind me that will help me get through that navigation for you. That is why I have the power of this brand. That is why my team supports me. One of the things I learned early on is that the teamwork was everything to my success as a new agent. Absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. So when you were going, do exactly the same as you said. Yeah, I'm a new agent. I'm glad you like my card that said I will work for you 24-7 because I will. But also, I am lucky enough to have a resource environment behind me that will work for the same goal that I work for, which is to sell your house and which is to negotiate and navigate the things you will face with selling this, whatever it is, whether it goes in hours or whether it goes in months. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not a value proposition in dollars and cents term in the effect of this is the brochure. Right. It's not that. It's the intangible professionalism. I mean, it's like asking, I've got a hate, no, wrong analogy. It's it's like asking um, a tax attorney, what's your value proposition? Yeah, what? Uh, I only charge 459, not 479. No, that's not a value proposition. The value proposition is how, do you make it, how are you going to help me navigate in my situation?
0: It's the same flip. I'm going to keep you out of jail <laughs> while also reducing your tax liability. Oh yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I'm not going to do. T- I'm not. I, well, I'm
1: going to get you sign this disclaimer, so I don't get to do five to ten because it's <laughs> all down to you. So, it's a, it, you're right and we're talking about the same things but you you, you understand because of where you, what your history is and what your story is to come to this exactly how important it is for you to think and review and research where your niche market will be and what your story is if i start out by saying my story is that i've been a realtor for 35 years and i've sold everything and it's complete fabrication it gets found out in an instant. And I want to go like you, like you said. I can't do REOs and global in the same thing. I just can't. I can't do global at the time I started. That's for sure. So maybe REOs would have been something that was structured enough for me. It might be frightening because of what other people say. And there's another point if you're going to go forward. Don't listen to what other people say. Other people who don't know the business and don't have your best interests at heart. Don't listen to what they say. You've got to trust what you're in. You're in this business for a reason. Either you're in this business because you want to you want to grow your business, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want your market to be your market, you want some 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 growth for you. You, you want some pride in how you build a business and to leave a legacy. If you come in just for the dollars, then I don't believe that real estate is for you. If you just doesn't do it for the dollars, it ain't for you. There's plenty of stuff out there you can go and do for the dollars. But in terms of, of, of growing of grow your business and a calling, which is what Maxwell talks about, I'm not talking about calling like Mother Teresa. I'm uh-huh. talking about calling in terms of you, you. if you feel that you want to sell real estate and you want to get something back and get something from it, then your story has to relate to that. Mm-hmm. And your marketing and your market perception has to relate to that. So you have to be in it 100%. And you have to love it every single day. I agree. But you're right. Um, a value proposition is always that that trick question, isn't it? <laughs> like, do you know what your value proposition is? Right. And of course, they're going to trot out, "Well, my listing presentation. I will do this. I will do this. I will do this." They don't want to know, mate.
0: And honestly, it's it's a problem across the industry. It's not it's not a new agent problem. It's not a veteran agent. It's a company problem. I've I've sat across from brokers who had twenty offices or, or more, and they couldn't tell me their value proposition either. You know, so that's right. Not it's not a, a, We're not picking on one demographic of person in the industry. It's a problem that all of us have. I mean, I've even struggled with value proposition at, at one time or another. So I just think it's something that. As long as you know that the problem exists, you can work to, to build a value proposition. And that's where I agree with you 100%. Go to a peer group, get together, get uh, get some agents together in your office or in your company or whatever and say, okay, guys, we're all going to pitch each other on our, you know, we're going we're gonna to give a three sentence right. value. Have you been
1: in my office?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what. You've I've been got down it, uh, in Newport News, haven't you? You've been, I know you have.
1: You have been down. This new technology is a wonderful thing. You read that and you put new That's exactly, you are precisely right, Stephen. You are absolutely right. You, the, the, the best way to do this is what we used to call in the business quality circles. And it's an overworked thing I used to do a while. You bounce around what, that, what the solution is going to be to any problem or to how you're going to get yourself out of an issue. Quality circles of those who do and those who know is the one way to do it. And it's exactly peer groups. We have, something called, we have something that was set up by an agent in, in Patrick Henry. It's called New Agent Mastermind. I'm not afraid to stick that name out there. She you know, has a group of um, at least six new agents, and that's exactly what they do. And we encourage it. It's not like, oh, we're the arbiters of all knowledge. How dare you do that? You can't do that. This is us. We're brokers. Look, I've got a badge on. No, it doesn't work that way. The way this works is you create the resource for them to find their value proposition, whatever that means, to know their niche market, to share it as a group, to prospect in that way. And that is, that is precisely it. That, you've got that. Exact, you can't do this in isolation. This no. business isn't about being in isolation. Um, you want to know what makes you stand out? You share with other people who will tell you what, you,
0: what makes you stand out. And you will evolve your story over time. Absolutely. So what's the one thing, wrapping this, wrapping this all with a nice little bow, what is the one action step that you would recommend a listener of any, anywhere in their, in their business cycle, maybe, you know, they're brand spanking new, or maybe they're, you know, riding off into the sunset. What's the one thing that you would tell them that they need to focus on right now for 2021 in regards to making themselves stand out or telling their story? Four. Four is fine. <laughs> right well, no, I know I don't have four. four steps. I know you're going to
1: drop that one on me. It's like, this is a test. I can do it. I'm saying the program says you're going to work. Is it A, B, or C? <laughs> uh, um, you want to stand out? You want to go forward? Your communication has to be human. You have to be seen to be human. Get yourself your position on social media. Use it as uh, be human when I say that, your communication has to be human. No stock answers, no stock things, handwritten. Send your messages handwritten. The one thing that you should do is re- reward loyalty with spontaneity. Whatever your market is, whatever it is, you reward your, the loyalty to you and your followers and your prospects with spontaneity. Answer the phone. Make sure you interact with them. Communicate with them. And make sure your plan isn't short-term. If you really want to know, and I don't know whether you uh, agree or whether Steve agrees or whether or not, a short-term plan, like, where's you know, if you don't know where your next mortgage payment is coming from, you've got a problem. Um, your plan right now, what's your June going to be like? If you want it as short as that, what's your pipeline going to be like? Go back into your room, look at where you, where you are now, are you going to get those numbers? It's very simple. Go to it now. How many transactions do I need to pay off that credit card for Christmas? To make sure I can get into the, the Valentine's Day. To make sure Easter comes and goes well with my family. And where am I going to be in June? How many deals do I need? Do it now. Do it now. I mean, I'm not going to give you the market deal. I'm not going to give you go out and buy cards, send this out, get you 400. Do it now. How many do you need? I mean, we can talk in terms of story from now until Wednesday, but how many do you need? How many closings do you need? How many transactions do you need? Because that's the kickoff point for your communication and your spontaneity to start.
0: That is your base prospect. It's your roadmap. I mean, you can, you can communicate with people all day long, but if you don't have a direction, if you don't be like, I need to talk to X number of people a day, to get X number of appointments, to get X number of listings.
1: Or you whatever. have been in Newport News, haven't you? You, <laughs> you? you have. I know you have, Matt. Don't give me that. I know you have. You no, know, sorry, mate.
0: Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, you've got to know your numbers, know where you're going, and then it'll dictate how you get there. You know, you can look. Okay, I need to. I've got to touch five people a day. I need to have five conversations, or whatever that number is. And then it, 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 I've talked about it a little bit in one of my videos called Eat the Elephant. You know, you, you do it one bite at a time. You might look at this June thing and go, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get, you know, 30 closings by June? One, one at a time. But you got to build a pipeline. You got to be, you have to start doing it now. Every single day, you've got to have that action plan in place. You know you know as well as I do how that
1: works And when we do our business plan I've sent them out to agents And we've given classes on it And I would love for you to be part of what we do I, There is a model I use Which I did with um, a lady called Julie Gisella Who is now down in, in Texas uh, When she was here working in Norfolk And it was based basically on How much money do I want to earn What's your split What's the basic commission What's the average house, house price Mm-hmm you stick in how much money you want to earn. It tells you exactly how many contacts you have to make each day, how many transactions you have to close. And it's based upon the algorithm that says, if you're going to do 30 people, you're going to get five. No, it's not, actually it's much more than that. 115, you get maybe 20 appointments. Appointments of the 20, maybe you'll get five. that will Of five that will list, three will close. Mm-hmm. And... So when I say to you, where do you want to be in June? How many transactions? Our business planning has worked on that and people should be aware of it. Your pipeline should have this many people in it. And this is who you're going to tell your story to. And this is who you're going to relate to. Because they will come to you and those prospects will will translate. But where do you want to be now? So you want to do something for 2021? Where do you want to be in six months time? Or 12 months time? And this is a long-term professional business. The
0: days of in and out, quick buck, that's gone. Yep. And this is an expensive hobby. So if you're in it, just right. way, whew, I can think of a lot cheaper hobbies to have. That's <laughs> right, yeah.
1: It ain't cheap. And if you're going to do that, make sure that when you're looking at your pipeline, you plan for it in that way. This stuff, we give a lot of resources and you know this. You notice know at Premier, we give a lot of these things free all of these things are part of what we are. This is our value proposition. Mm-hmm. But you must have an idea of how you're going to bankroll that. Right. And if you can't, ask. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Well, this was amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I uh, appreciate everyone that tuned in. Uh, this, I, I absolutely love doing the podcast and the videos and all that. So this is a little bit of a passion project of mine. So uh, I'm I'm always thrilled when when someone can join me. So thank you, Chris. This is this has been great. So I want to wish you all a wonderful, wonderful day, and hope that you make amazing choices. Hey, one more thing before you go. I just wanted to tell you really quickly about an amazing service that I think you'll love. If you're in real estate and you are tired of trying to figure out social media content, I have got the thing for you. I helped a friend of mine develop a company called Gnome Marketing Group, and they offer Facebook page management for an incredibly low price. So basically how it works is you sign up, you make them an editor, on your business page, and they will post 12 different posts per week. So it's two per weekday, one on the weekend each day for you. You don't have to do anything. They they have hashtags and everything. It's really great. And it's incredibly cheap. If you go to knowthenome.com slash coupon, you can sign up with my coupon code, Stephen45, and get it for $45 a month. That's incredibly cheap for someone to do all your social media posting for you on your business page. Again, that's knowthenome, K-N-O-W-T-H-E-G-N-O-M-E.com slash coupon and use my coupon code Stephen45, forty five. $45 a month. It's $30 off. It's an incredible price. I hope you take advantage of it. It's an amazing service. Have a great one.